Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Added Time, a Games and Grouts studio podcast and this week I'm joined by my very good friend, Mr. Mark Westwood. Westy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good mate. Um, Trip to be asked to be on here. Yep. In time for a North London derby. Absolutely. Probably when I'm at my most nervous, to be honest, does uh, it, when it comes to football. Does it impact you before, during and after, obviously? <laughs> it it yeah. I think every game affects me um, before, during and after. But there's such a big build up to the North London derby. Um, you just don't want to lose it. No. It doesn't matter not. where each other's in the table, uh, what the previous result was, what the next game is. It's just you have to win yeah. this game. And I feel October is a huge month for the Premier League. There is games literally every three days, especially for the teams in Europe. And you don't want to start, you know, October off with a defeat against your noisy neighbours. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't want October to start really. Uh, <laughs> I've been quite happy with this international break. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but there we go. Uh, talking of the international break, we'll go through that first, and then we'll do some we'll do some Arsenal stuff, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about the North London derby and the fixtures. So. Over the weekend, we had international fixtures. England played on Friday against Italy. We went down the pub. I don't think we watched a lot of it, to be honest. No, if you ask me how the game went, um, to be honest, I think we had some food, a couple of drinks, <laughs> a bit of a catch-up, and yeah. uh, there was some football on in the background. Yeah, and we just kept looking up every now and again and yeah. being like, no, this is, this is crap. So, yeah, England lost 1-0 to Italy, and that means they've been relegated from, is it League A? The, conf- uh, the conference league, the um, <laughs> the it might as yeah, well be the, uh, the nations league. Yeah. Uh, Scotland have actually uh, replaced England. Hasn't yeah, they? yeah. They've they've, by, they've they've overtaken us, which uh, I'm sure they won't they they won't keep reminding us of. Um, that's because Scottish fans are really pleasant when it comes to England. Um, and then on Monday we uh, we England played Germany at Wembley and. It finished 3-3. Did you watch it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was one of those games where I think there was a handbrake on. There's a lot of nerves in that team. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about certain players, um, such as Maguire, the pressure's on. And I felt like when we went 2-0 down and they made a couple of subs, it was sort of, they relaxed. Yeah. And that's the atmosphere that Gareth Southgate has made with England, but seems to have disappeared over, over the summer. Mm. But I don't know, it was... It, suddenly the game just went into a mad 20 minutes and England came right back into it and that's what you want to see you want to see attacking football yeah I mean we had, I thought England had they had plenty of chances in the first half but the the ball in the final third was was terrible they just couldn't seem to just nothing seemed to click in that final third um, so I thought Maguire talking about Maguire I thought he had a good first half and there was actually there was stuff going around on social media like he's won all of his tackles, he's yeah. won all of his headers. This is why he picks him, and then he gave the ball away, which then led to him giving away a penalty. Which I don't know, I don't know about you, but why the ref needed VAR for that? I don't know because it was Stonewall. Yeah, there was well both penalties. Both of them, both, both of them. them. I don't, was, I don't understand it. It was like well, we used to it in the uh, Premier League with VAR where. We have refs that feel like they have to use VAR to yeah. intervene. Where in this instance, the referee let VAR 
make the decision that yeah. he that one rather than them get involved to turn his decision down or something like that. Uh, th- that yeah, I, I kind of felt like that after because, like you said, say like um, there was another penalty incident uh, which uh, it went in England's favour. The the referee it it was obvious even from watching it on the telly and how far away the camera was, it was obvious to me that it was going to be a penalty, and the ref didn't do anything. But he also didn't kind of say no and wave play yeah. on. So I think may, maybe you're right in terms of VAR in Europe. It was that um, Dutch Dutch referee that's he's ref quite a lot of high profile games, and I think may, maybe in Europe that is the case. It's it's uh, do you know what I'll I'll let the game play on and I'll let VAR tell me. Like you say, it's um, yeah. it's, in it's the Premier League, league. It's too yeah. it gets too involved. I think yeah, and I, and I feel we've. Don't make this a VAR session because we'll moan about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you know, in the Premier League, we're, we're never happy with it every weekend, as always, no. instance. But I think sometimes you've just got to let the referee ref the game, and then if it really is obvious, which they were, both, both of them, yeah, both on watching, re- not even on the replays, but the second one was after the replay. Um, but I, I felt sorry for Maguire actually because if you watch the replay, Dyer didn't do him any favours. No, not with with the pass. He passed in the ball, and I think. Harry Maguire was already looking where what he was going to do with the ball when he got the ball. Yeah. And he turned around and the ball was at his feet and then suddenly it was panic mode. Yeah. So I felt sorry for him and then that's where then it was Harry Maguire again, what was it, 10 minutes later or whatever it was. Yeah. Where he felt then he had to get involved in the game to redeem his mistakes. We took the ball forward, you know, out the back three yeah. and lost the ball in midfield. So I do feel sorry for him but sometimes when it's not your moment and the pressure's on you, you've just got to Taking out the fire, don't you? Yeah, I, th- I think so, and and that's where I think you know, and be interested to get your your thoughts on it. Well, obviously, Southgate, he, I talked about it last week. He came under a lot of pressure for the for the squad that he announced because there was a lot of players there that were out of form, and he now famously quite said, "I'll only pick players in form." Well, he, yeah. he clearly isn't. We won't go into all of that. So you know. Although Maguire gets all of the stick and, and all of that, and some of it is, is you know, it's justified. He made a mistake and, and whatnot. And there's all the stats flying around, obviously, about when he plays United lose, when he doesn't play United win, <laughs> uh, which, you know, can't be can't be great for him. Um, but ultimately, does does the blame lie with Southgate for, for picking him in the first place? Should it have been a case of, look, I am going to take you to the World Cup because... At the end of the day, we're not we're not we're not got a lot of centre backs, have we? Really, um, with not with with loads of international experience. Whereas Maguire has been to two tournaments now and, and all of that. Should he have just left him out of this squad and said, right, you are going to still go the World Cup if you're fit. Yeah. But for these friendlies, I thought, well, friendlies, yeah, Nations League games, I'm just going to leave you out because. Yeah, I, I think what's not helped to England and every nation is the fixture list so we had mm. a Euros last summer because yeah. of Covid so there's been no real gap between the squads yeah. due to experiments so you've got players on the fringes now like Ivan Tony he won't go to the World Cup unless there's injuries and Gareth Southgate's basically saying I oh, will have opportunities between the next tournaments if he's still manager he will yeah. get his chance he's not had that chance to give players that he doesn't know much about exactly that and yeah. managers know that the job's on the line every tournament it doesn't matter what, how long their contract is. So they're going to take players they trust. Um, you trust Harry Maguire, he's got the experience, and you just hope it just clicks. And it's a real difficult... You know, we're all England managers, aren't we? But 
when it comes to that picking that decision, it's, I don't know. I think you have to take Harry Maguire, but you should have rested him. I think mentally. Yeah, I think I think so as well. And and yeah, I completely agree. It was something I was thinking of the other day actually that, you know, because of the way the fixtures have fell, actually, there hasn't been that time to experiment as much. So. You know, I, I look at someone like Madison, who you know, okay, might maybe a bit of Leicester bias, but no, uh, and I, I and I don't always, I, you know, I'm I'm not one of these that I clamber for Leicester players to get called up because I don't want them to get injured. You know, it's it's we've got enough injuries usually as it yeah. is, um, but I just feel that with the lack of creativity sometimes when you watch England, the Madison's goals and assists in the last twelve months have been mad, um, but he hasn't. Southgate also hasn't really had the opportunity to say, in fact, I'm going to call Madison up now because then I can try him and there's enough time for me to try other people before yeah. the World Cup. But now he hasn't had that. And Madison won't get called up because he's not been called up for this squad. Um, so, and, and I guess the other interesting one is Trent. I mean, for me, hmm. he doesn't make my starting 11. No. But from a creativity point of view, he is... He is great. He's got he's got a brilliant delivery on him. Great cross, free kick taker. But I've never rated him defensively. I don't think a lot of people do. So I wouldn't be picking him. But I mean, would he be in your squad? He probably would. That and the reason being with that is we've got a lot of the right back situation and even the centre back, the right side centre back. There's there's quite a few players involved there. There's Reese James, there's Walker, um, you've got Trent, you've got Trippier. But I think Walker and um, Reese James, pretty much the same. Reese James can play inside right if he needs to. Yeah. Walker can. Where Trent is an out and out attacking right back. Yeah. And I feel like he'd give you a different option. If it's not quite clicking in the final third, we've got options that we're wrong on the right wing and stuff like that. But you might just need to switch your play and switch your formation depending on yeah. the team you're playing. And I think with managers to have a formation. And I think that's what lets Southgate down. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going with his back three, back five, however you want to look at it. So he's got players in mind who can actually play on the right-hand side of that back three and can also play full back. And then you've got likes of Trippier. He could play left side, you know, left back, right back, maybe even tuck in where Trent's got one position. Yeah. But there's 26 spaces in this tournament. Yeah. It's three more than normal. Yeah, so he could he, he could get in there, but I mean he wasn't even in the squad Monday night, which I thought was I don't I mean a lot of people have highlighted the fact that there's two keepers on the bench, but I think that's some sort of weird UEFA rule, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's down to like concussion substitutions and yeah. stuff like that. So even in Europa League and Champions League now, you have two you two, two goalkeepers, two keepers, yeah. And I think that's because you can make a concussion substitution, and if it's your goalkeeper, and yeah, it's your second one's gone off. I think you, it gives an opportunity. What you can't do, I don't think, is just make. <laughs> where at times I think uh, Pope would deliver somebody else next to him at one stage but well yeah that's that's the unfortunate thing so obviously I yeah. felt for him as well yeah I did as well I mean he, he looked nervous in the first half as well and, and uh, I don't think he's a he's not a bad goalkeeper and you know talking about club football I wish I wish Leicester would have gone for him yeah. uh, all things considered but I've never really rated him in terms of his uh, footwork, or, you know, in, you know, with his ball at ball yeah. um, at his feet. So, you know, he's obviously, but he is a good shot stopper. So the mistake he made that then made it three three. Um, that's going to be really disappointing for him. And look, ultimately, he played because P- 
Pickford's injured. Yeah. Pickford is the number one. Whatever he's doing, it feels to me like with Pickford, regardless of his club form, he will always be England's number one. While Southgate is yeah. is I, the manager. I think with goalkeepers, you can sort of get away with it. Yeah. You know, they have a job. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily. What is a goalkeeper on form or off form? It's very rare. They can motivate themselves. They're a different breed, aren't they? Goal yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go through bad spells. Um, obviously, I'm a massive Ramsdale fan. Seen him week in, week out. Yeah. I don't think his temperament's ready for being the number one goalkeeper. So mm. Pickford, for me, is Stonewall in that eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And beyond the World Cup, probably as well. Um, where Pope, it feels like this could be his last tournament. It was his opportunity to be number two. Yeah. Um, but like I say, he's a good shot stopper. I think his distribution was poor yeah. in the week. And football just moving so quick in that direction of yeah. you have to be good with your feet because if not, you found out quite quickly. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah very, very, very quickly. I mean, you, you, it was a few years ago now, but I mean, look at when, when Pep went into Man City. First thing he did was... Yeah. He pied off Joe Hart. Yeah, you know? He went for about three goalkeepers until he found Until, until he found, until he got to Edison. But straight away it was, you're not good enough with your feet. You, you're gone. You're out. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely it is going in that direction. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree with, with what you've said. You know, once, it was almost like, you know what, we're 2-0 down. Uh, he made a couple of subs. I thought Saka did really well when he came on. Yeah. Mount's goal was, was really, really good as well. Uh, he probably needs that for his confidence. Um, so if the first England game of the World Cup was tomorrow what would your starting 11 be everyone's fit everyone's fit well to me I'd have, I'd have fought the back but Same. I can't see Southgate going to change that but if it was my 11 I'm, we can have a go at what we think Southgate might pick but if it was mine I'd probably go Reese James Pickford in goal Reese James I'm biased here Ben White Stones in mid centre backs because I mm-hmm. think they can run they can pass they can bring the ball out they can head they've got it all but you haven't got that left footed defender which managers are obsessed with having yeah. this left foot right foot centre yeah. back partnerships never used to be a problem and then left back is really hard actually I think you could pick between Shaw and Chilwell but I think Shaw probably gets it because Chilwell's probably being injured so Shaw probably just gets in there for me um, midfield I'd quite like to see Foden and Saka in the same team. So yeah. I would like um, a four-three-three formation with Foden in midfield. I would probably then go with Jude Bellingham. I think he has to be in the eleven. He's got to I be. think he's just yeah. sensational. It's, when he comes to the Premier League next year, it's a bit like Haaland. I'm sure he comes in. He won't come to Arsenal, and I'll be so jealous. But I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. You know, he's what he's just. You hear generational a lot, you know, with Foden and other players, but he is unbelievable. And then I'd probably have uh, Rice in the middle of the two. Yeah. And then I would go with Saka, because I feel for England, he just seems to have it. I don't yeah. know what it is, but on that right-hand side, when he played left wing back on uh, uh, Friday, yeah. I felt that was a... He's just been named Player of the Year. There is some sentiment in that, I believe. Um because we haven't had a great year in England. No, no, we haven't. No, not since the And it felt like I need to get him in my team. Yeah. And I play him left wing back and I can sort of see it because he's an attacking player. Um, then I would probably, obviously have Kane. Um, yeah. And then Sterling, I think, I'd start with on that left because I feel like it's probably his last major tournament for him yeah. to shine. But I feel like he's, the likes of Grealish and that, we need impact players. Um, yeah, yeah. 
on the bench and I feel like Grealish could be an impact so that that would be my 11 but that would be bringing in the Foden into sort of that right eight um, yeah. position and I feel he'll do he'd do really well there but whether it's too early to just throw me to a World Cup in that position I don't know, I don't know I mean, but if it sounds exciting but then you'd have to look at the opposition but yeah. that would be mine and it'd be attacking and uh Rice would have a big job in the middle of the park. Huge job, yeah. And I feel like you might change it and bring Phillips in and Rice and change it a bit if you, you know, if we're playing a bigger opposition in the quarterfinals, you might yeah. change it. But for the groups, we need to get off to a good start. I mean, is it Iran? <laughs> Iran is the first Iran's game. Iran is the first it? game. And you'd expect England to win that. But I'm, I remember previous World Cups where we drew 0 0 in the first game against Algeria. Yeah, Algeria's the one. Yeah. And it just really shocks you and you expect that team to go on. Um, and actually, I think people will be going to this tournament quite nervous. Yeah, I, I th- there's always there's always pressure on England teams when it goes to to- with tournaments. There's always expectation. Yeah. But because of what's happened over the summer, I don't know whether there is that expectation. You know, I, I know a lot. I keep seeing people, you know, managers of other nations tipping England. I think it could be a little bit of mind games, but like, I think England will win it. You know. Like, have you been watching Brazil? It's like seriously, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just don't see. I don't see England getting to a, a semi final, and I don't think people should expect that. Really, um, that's me being negative, I guess. But um, I mean, my my starting eleven is not too far from that. I would probably go Walker ahead of Reese James. Um, I'd go. Part of me thinks Stones and Dyer because I think Dyer has had. He's improved a lot, or he's gotten better under Conte. Yeah. Um, and then for me, left back, it's it's whoever's whoever's the fittest out of Shaw and Chilwell. Yeah. Uh, and I and I agree with you. I would go like my, my three midfielders are exactly the same, and my three my three forwards are the same. I think for me, I, I would be taking Sancho as well yeah, for I, that option on the right because he's started the season really well and he I, deserves I really to come like back Sancho. in. Um, yeah. I, know, I know he's at Man United and <laughs> I yeah, wish he wasn't yeah. there cause, you know, I, but I, I really like Sancho and it's gobsmacked me in the positions he's sort of played he's, he he made his name on the right side um, and I just feel he's got that um, just that X factor about him where he's sort of relaxed and he can do it but he's not really been at it for Man United and I think well actually I think he's had a good season for Man United yeah and um, I don't know it just seems it feels like Southgate doesn't want him at this stage. Yeah, it, it does feel a bit like that. It's a, it's a, it, again, it feels like a little bit of a Madison situation. Yeah. It's like he's made his mind up, doesn't like him, he's not having him, um, and other players will get a chance. You know, I think... God, I, I feel like Jack Grealish and Mason Mount could, could you know, get away with absolutely anything and South, <laughs> Southgate would still, yeah. would still pick them. And I think Mount's an interesting one because he does well for England, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah, I, I really rate And he can play in that wide left, in that left eight in midfield. Yeah. And he, I think the goal we've done him well. I do like Mount. There's a few, a few of my Arsenal fans, mates, they, they don't like him at all. They don't see what it is, but I think that's a Chelsea thing. Yeah, I, I think for me, I was a little bit on the fence with Mount. And then the first time I really got to see him live because of COVID and, and whatnot, mm. um, the first time I really got to see him live was the FA Cup final, and I thought his, I thought his touch and his movement and his off the ball work was like I'd never noticed it before, 
Uh, when it's, and seeing it live, you, mm. you, you know what it's like. It's completely different when you see it live. Yeah. So he, he is a good player. You might laugh at this, right? But I've got this thing about footballers and haircuts. <laughs> right? right, okay. I used to be like with Thierry Henry, Ian Wright, you know, if they let the hair grow or they shave, shaved it off. You know when Wayne Rooney shaved his hair off? Yeah. And he just looked like a madman. And he yeah, was brilliant, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he was a beast. And, yeah. you know, he let it, if you let it grow... You probably can't do that these days. But, um, <laughs> but Mason Mount just grew his hair like really moppy and he just he, went rubbish. And yeah, yeah. He, he trimmed his bar and I'm like, he's going to be good again. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like, re- it's obviously not linked, but it's just, I've got this thing about, you know, you, you look sharp, you be sharp sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I've, no, no, I, I, I kind of get it. I mean, it's like when... Um, a Batman puts dreads in his hair and it's like, oh, good night, he's rubbish. But, you know, he gets this like, star put into his hair and yeah. all this by HD cuts and suddenly he's the best player in the world again. Do you know yeah, what I mean? we, we had it with um, Fafana, so he was playing absolutely amazing. Then he mm. dyed his hair blonde <laughs> and he missed an absolute yeah. sitter. And even he tweeted, he was like, oh, I'm dying my hair back. <laughs> it's, Honestly, it's, it's just... Absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he missed a sitter, but yeah, it's... it's yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's a lot of people have. Uh, it's like whenever whenever Vardy goes through a barren spell, people go, "Oh, he needs to get the cast back on his arm," because <laughs> yeah. the 2016, yeah, 15, yeah. 16 season, yeah. he wore that, and and uh, yeah, he was obviously he was he was prolific. So, um, I mean, how how far do you think England can get realistically? I mean, I've not really looked at. I, I personally haven't looked at potential like yeah, running run to the final or route to the final I, I i hear things like if we win the group chances are we'll play france in yeah, the quarters or something there's a group of death i think it's group f and it's got like um germany france i could be completely wrong here but there's a, there's a group with three big nations yeah in, yeah and is it germany like, france portugal yeah it could well be and something like that it just looks doomed for England if they win their group and it's like <laughs> get that 16 they'll get I don't know probably a South American team like a Peru if they're in it or someone like that Yeah. but then it's like but you're destined to meet one of those but yeah. you've seen it before with draws you can get the you know I think England have done well with the side of the draws the last two tournaments and other side of the you know the draw the big teams have gone that way so I don't know. You might be better off playing one of these bigger teams. But I, I, I feel to me it's a quarter final. I, I it's think a classic quarter final. I think it's quarter final. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, I felt. But then, then again, I felt the same about the Euros. So I was like, right, we're going to get Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and 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 I was like, we'll end up meeting France in the final, and they'll yeah. beat us or whatever. Um, but I thought, I thought, no, we'll lose to Germany. It's just, it's just the way it is. So you just don't know. And then. Yeah. You know, I can't remember what year it was now, 2016, you get Iceland and you think, hey, oh, here we go. Absolutely. And then, bosh, you're out of the tournament. Players as well, isn't it? The players probably think that's an easy game. Yeah. Oh, what are you thinking about the next game? And yeah. Dangerous. Yeah, it is, it dangerous. is, it is dangerous. But you just well, never, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you never, you never know with, you just never know with, well, with football in general, you know, it, it's, there's always a headline at a World Cup, someone big goes out, I just hope it's not us, you know. Do you know what, I've got a funny feeling. If England have a bad tournament, something's going to happen to Jude Bellingham. Whether it's a red card, he misses a penalty because he's now this star player coming in. Yeah, and you just go over the years with the likes of Beckham and Rooney. Even yeah, Rooney getting sent off against Portugal. Even Saka missing the penalty last year. Yeah, I just I feel that for some reason players who are destined to go on and do big and better things, something happens in a the tournament There's when they're some, young. Yeah, and it 
gives me a bit of a reality check on wow mm. but it's, you know I've just got this weird feeling about Jude so who knows we might come back to this <laughs> yeah yeah I hope I mean you mentioned earlier you think he'll be in the Prem next season I'm I'm not sure I, think, I, think, I, I know Real Madrid is sniffing yeah around him um, I mean Liverpool I don't I don't see Liverpool spending 130 million on a midfielder. I don't know. I could be. I could be very wrong. Well, you, you, you'd expect, you know, Jude, uh, Declan Rice, could be on the move next summer. Yeah. But I think we could have said that last summer about Rice. Rice definitely. You just, yeah. You just don't know. There's so much money in the Premier League that teams don't have to sell. It's down to the players' push, isn't it? And while they're on big contracts, yeah. You know, they're still young players. Yeah. Why, why leave Germany? Yeah, there's no need for him. Dortmund doing the Champions League again next year, and he, he does well. There's no need for him to move on, but it's too good for people not to go for him. I think. Yeah, I think I think with with Bellingham, I mean, he could have another year. He could have another year in Germany. Okay, chances are he's not going to win the league with Dortmund because Bayern Munich, is, <laughs> but Bayern have probably already yeah. won it. I know they're not having a great start, but that they'll win it. Um, he could then go to Real Madrid for four seasons come to the Premier League and he's still only be 24 25 yeah. just about Man. to hit his peak and then he could go to you know probably end up at Man City yeah. or somewhere like that I'd be, I'd be surprised if he went to sort of Real Madrid at this stage um, yes, and the only reason being is that Real Madrid I think they've recruited really well young players in the yeah. middle of the park they've spent a lot of money um, the guy from Monaco for 80 million euros the Camavinga they got oh, yeah. in they've actually Real Madrid have quietly gone around they spent money, but they've yeah, gone yeah. around investing young players. And I, you know, it's quite a frightening prospect for Real Madrid. It is. So Jude ended up there as well. Wow. Well, I mean, you got a, yeah, you got a, a midfield of Bellingham, Camavinga, and the uh, is it? I can't remember, can't pronounce his name. I know it is. To Chimini or something, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's because they've got an aging midfield. But then, Paul Merson then trying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as you don't say uh, Saproni instead of Speroni, you're all right. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, who do you who do you think are the favourites for the World Cup? Personally, I think I think it, I think it's Brazil's to lose. France for me, Brazil, Argentina. You can't rule out, and it's weird because it's in Qatar. The South American teams seem to do well when it's not in Europe. Yeah, yeah, and they've got this thing. So yeah, Brazil look. They look. I mean, the t- the players are not even in their squad. Oh. This week are just ridiculous. Well, Jesus didn't get a call, did he? Oh, well, I wasn't going to talk about the Frank Gabriel. <laughs> <from there. laughs> They've been not. That, that's how I do that. He's, he used to work for the, uh, the Brazilian coach as a director of football. It's not a nice quiet word. This is me, you know, blagging it here a bit. But um, saying, yeah, we need to rest him for the Tottenham game. And, uh, well, yeah. You know, can you not pick him and get Richarlison injured or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> But that's not worked out this week, so yeah. No. It's an interesting one, but I think Jesus, he'd be unlucky not to go, but their front line is oh, it's ridiculous. brilliant. And I think Martinelli, he won't go. I'd be surprised if Gabriel doesn't go, but to be honest, I don't really know much about Brazilian defenders. Um, no, not me. It's all about their attacking flair, isn't it? It's just yeah. I mean, ridiculous. Neymar, I mean, people's, obviously people have their opinions on PSG and the French League and whatnot, but Neymar seems to be just absolutely on fire at the moment yeah I think Neymar for me is one of the most underrated disrespected footballers in the world because he's a bit of a cock isn't he yeah but pretty much his ability and his stats it's, it's unbelievable goal, it's, it's unbelievable his goals and assists for Brazil for PSG for Barcelona before that yeah he uses class 
He's yeah. just a bit of a dick. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 hunting down that um, that goal record, the Pele's record for Brazil. You know, he's already gone past Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo. Oh yeah, which is mental because for me, he's the best centre forward yeah. ever. But there's a lot, a lot of football now, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot more football. I mean, it's it's like when you look at um, you look at players that have had like they'll go right who had more England caps like but now you'll pick some Phil Jagielka or Paul Gascoigne yeah. it'll end up being Jagielka you're like what it's good. but there's so much more football now you know qualifiers friendlies yeah. Nations League I've seen some stats about Harry Kane he's on he won't be far off you know beating Rooney's record two or three goals I think yeah he's, he's you know he'll probably do that the next tournament and there was there was stats of like he's only scored against these nations like six percent of his goals against the likes of Estonia and all these Forty percent of penalties or whatever yeah. weird stats, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. Of course, you can. And yeah. if you want somebody to take a penalty, it's Harry Kane, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean his penalty the other night yeah. was ridiculous. Oh, it's insane. He'll yeah. get another one on Saturday. Always does. <laughs> <laughs> Be fuming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more than likely. He uh, his North London derby record isn't as good as his record against Leicester but less said about that it's got to be close it's got to be close I don't think it's it's probably not far off he's got something like 20 against Leicester now yeah in 17 games prick (laughs) (laughs) you had him once didn't you as well we did and he wasn't very good but to be fair to him people forget that he was he was pushed out onto the onto the right wing a little bit oh okay um Because I think Pearson was trying so hard to get Va- for for Vardy to work, and you know, but uh, it just shows Pearson good eye good eye for a player. Yeah. We've had some decent players on loan and, and some decent signings um, under him. But yeah, yeah. Right then, let's uh, let's talk about Arsenal. So I'm going to do something similar to what I did when Sonny was on. So um, as much as you would like to admit, where did it all start for you in becoming an Arsenal fan? I'm glad said becoming an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so um, it it goes to family. So I was, you know, and people know this, a Tottenham fan for two seasons. Yeah, might be three seasons. When I was ten, um, I loved Gascoigne and I loved Gary Lineker. I watched the World Cup in 1990, talking about England, and them two made me fall in love with football. Yeah, simple as that. I knew a few Villa players. David Platt did well in the World Cup, but I refused to be you know, a Villa fan where I grew up. And uh, my uncle, close close relative of mine, like a dad, to be honest, he was an Arsenal fan. And being a cheeky little 11-year-old, 12-year-old, no, no, I'm not going to be an Arsenal fan, blah, 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 blah. Didn't know anything about football rivalries or anything like that. So my uncle spent probably two years trying to convince me to be an Arsenal fan. Um, and to be honest, I seen him go to Wembley in the League Cup final in '93, and I wanted a bit of that. And yeah. I, he was like, "Look, I'll take you to the games, take you to the games." And he was going every week, had a season ticket, and I was, and I turned around and I basically said, "If you buy me a shirt and buy me a scarf, I'll become an Arsenal fan." Easily bought, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he went straight out, bought me the Arsenal shirt, and we just won the FA Cup. Ian Wright replay against Sheffield Wednesday. We beat in both finals that year funny enough yeah and um, I just got this football shirt and he had, this, he had, this, had the FA Cup embroidered on the shirt I had his scarf and it was just fantastic um, he actually took me to Highbury about 12 months before to a Michael Watson day and I wore a Tottenham cap he was fuming <laughs> um, but I loved the stadium it was just really nice and yeah. um, 
he was like, I could take you to this more often and stuff like that. And I wanted to spend more time with him. And he just took me down and what and once you're an Arsenal fan, that's it. You just you just fall in love, love with the game, you fall in love with the team. And I went to about three or four games from the home that year. And then my first away game that year was the Cup Winners Cup final in Copenhagen. I mean, yeah. what an experience that is for a 14-year-old. It was my 14th birthday, my first away game. Yeah. All the way over to Copenhagen. We won against Palmer, who were a fantastic... You know, you look back at their team, Thomas Brody and Australia. And that was it. I was just, that was it, hooked. And I've been every year since. Yeah. And seasons get older since 2013. And I just can't get enough of it. I just love it. Yeah. It's just, you know what I'm like. You know how passionate I get over it and stuff like that. And yeah, we're all, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're all like it. And it's, it's, um, yeah, I know, I know like you say, you're, you're, you're a Spurs, you know, of all the teams, you're a Spurs, a Spurs fan. But I get it because I was actually, before, before I became a Leicester fan, age seven, I was a Liverpool fan. I had a Liverpool kit. There was a photo of me in a Liverpool kit, but I ripped it up because uh, I wanted all evidence destroyed. Um, but it, that was because I the, the the football that was on the telly then, because it's not like now, yeah. where it's everywhere, so I'm talking like 1990 to 1992. Yeah. The, the games you usually saw were like England games. I was allowed to watch the first half and then I had to go to bed. <laughs> um, and... You know, match of the day isn't what it is now. You'd get yeah. there'd be like a highlight game, and it was usually Liverpool. Yeah. So and and I was John Barnes, John Barnes, John Barnes, and and I, I liked Ian Rush as well. But like because of England and all that, I was like John Barnes. So that's how I ended up. But yeah, similar sort of thing. My auntie and uncle took me to Leicester, and then yeah, you go from there, and that's it. Once you once you once you hook, that's it. Yeah. You can't. I mean, to be honest, <clears throat> nobody knows this, but I met Sol Campbell, told him my story. Next week, you know, Arsenal Wenger's bringing him through. And <laughs> there you go, then, Tottenham fans. You know who to uh, you know who to blame. That might be a white lie. But anyway. <laughs> Just on that, I wasn't going to talk about about that specifically, but it's one of them that 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 transfer. The reason I bring it up is because for some reason I remember exactly where I was yeah, yeah. when I heard it. So. It's a little bit boring, but it was basically, it was the summer holidays, I'd imagine, something like that. I definitely wasn't, I, I, I wasn't. It was 1st of July. Yeah, so it was like summer holiday sort of thing. I, I Basically, I was I was helping clean someone's fish pond <laughs> and I had the radio on, I was in the shed and it was like breaking news and I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and it came that, out of the blue. Uh, do you, do you remember like where you were when yeah, you heard it? I was and, actually in the Baron. Okay, yeah. Right, having a lunchtime pint. I can't remember the occasion. I can't, I think it might have been a Friday. And um, During work. I, yeah, lunchtime <laughs> back pint. In the, back, back in, in the, the good old days, yeah. Yeah, when you can have a pint and, or two. I, I think we, me and a couple of mates used to do little mini pub crawls for lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at that place, so don't don't let this go into there. Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, and I, and I, just, I just couldn't believe it. And I had to ring my uncle. Yeah. To say, is this true? Yeah. And then when you watch the press conference, what's really unique about the announcement of Sol Campbell was Arsenal were linked with Richard Wright heavily that week. The goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually signed him. Yeah. And so what they did, Arsenal called a press conference. Mm-hmm. And all the press were there. Yeah, Richard Wright's going to come out behind the curtain. And how walks, walks Arsenal with Sol Campbell. And it's just yeah. everyone 
even you know the press just got past everybody. Um, David Dean spent time around Sol Campbell's house at four o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning. I think they signed a deal just so he couldn't be seen. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those most bizarre transfers. And I, I think if I was at the game, it was an FA Cup semi-final where Arsenal beat Tottenham at Old Trafford, and Sol Campbell got injured in that game. And who would have thought his next game was going to be for Arsenal Football Club at that stage? Yeah, it's just it's the unthinkable. Yeah. Really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I've I've heard I'd I'd heard that um, story before about that they there wasn't much press there because they thought oh it's yeah it's just Richard Wright it's Richard Wright goalkeeper, Rich, <laughs> goalkeeper yeah, yeah okay whatever you know sort of thing there's going to be an announcement and then yeah Sol Campbell yeah. like so it was a free was it was it a free transfer free transfer yeah, yeah. It was, it, that's when free transfers didn't really sort of wasn't really a thing it was very no. rare Sol Campbell he got hundred grand a week it was massive salary at the time yeah um. Yeah, and it was sort of thing that Wenger kicked off, and Wenger turned around. He went, "This will be the future." And yeah. now you see players getting to twenty eight, twenty nine, running down their contracts because they know they can go and sign a deal for three hundred, four hundred grand a week. Yeah, for three or four years. Yeah, yeah. And that just makes them, you know, fit for life. And well, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, they get as money as it is, but it's just you, you know, that's what they do now. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it was a. Um, I mean, this was like this is pre obviously social media as well and all that, yeah. you know. So, but even then, it was still a kind of a how is this not leaked to the because you had like the printed press and there was always yeah. rumors in in the papers and the red to tops and yeah, always, yeah. always. But yeah, that was a um, yeah, that was a that was amazing. That was really um, right. I want to do something with yourself that I did with with Sunny, bit of word association. When it comes to Arsenal, <laughs> oh god, careful! I've only got about I've I've got I've got ten here. What's this? A one word answer? Yeah, one one word or a phrase. Um, you can swear it's fine. I'll, I'll tick the explicit box before I upload it. So. I swore many times. I said Tottenham how many times? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Right, so word association, Mark Westwood edition, Highbury. Wow. Wenger. Goat. I thought you were going to say dad. Yeah. <laughs> there is a runny joke that I'll post pictures on Father's Day. Arsene Wenger is my dad and all this. But uh, I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henri. Greatest. Ozil. Oh. <laughs> It's hard to answer. I love Mesut Ozil. I love the signing. The signing was a wow. Yeah. Elegant. 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 We've we've had many a debate about Ozil. Yeah. But you know, you're you're more equipped and more. He's a Rolls. Yeah. He's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. He's just the Premier League these days is not for him. Erdegaard does it in a much better way because he's got the enthusiasm. Yeah. 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 Similar players, but he's got the energy. He's got the. Desire, he's got that. Where Özil done it all at Real Madrid, he didn't have nothing to prove. That's it. But yeah. change Arsenal's fortunes. And they got that massive contract yeah. as well, and yeah. a bit like a yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, um, Mourinho. <laughs> is this why I said you could swear? Prick. <laughs> Nasri. <laughs> Nasri is also known as. 
Cunt. <laughs> hate that word. It's a, it's, a, it's a cockney word, but all right. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So, C U N T. Is that you? Is that Nasri? Yes. So you yeah. next Tuesday, Nasri. Yeah. Tottenham. Shit. I knew you were going to say that. Wilshire. Brittle. Brittle. Yeah, it's a fair one. I love Jack. Sorry, Jack. Mike Dean. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been I've been thinking about this. Yeah. Right, this is the last one. Arsenal fan TV. Pricks. <laughs> uh, I've definitely been set up on this one. Definitely. Uh, Steve knows what I'm like, especially on Twitter, about certain things, certain people. And uh, Mourinho has, you know, a history of Wenger. And yeah. It was a great yeah. rivalry. Mourinho, you can't doubt what he's done for football. He's unreal, but I just can't stand the guy. No. Um, but I'm very protected over my dad, Arson. He got into a few rucks through Arson, didn't he, he at did. the time? And to be honest, he came in with Abramovic and just took Arsenal's place on yeah on the top table, to be honest. And yeah. uh, then Man City came across and the likes of Nazri, hence why I used to use the word Nazri as a replacement for that C-U-N-T word. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually loved the player. Him and Fabregas were fantastic players. Yeah. He moaned that he wanted to be the central piece. Fabregas went to Barcelona. That was his moment. Yeah, of course. To become the central person at Arsenal. And Arsenal fans, if, if you do well at Arsenal, they'll love you forever. Yeah. But they can also change quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not most fans. Um, there's people about still with Ashley Cole, even though we still look at him and appreciate him as probably the best left back that England have had for a long time yeah well, I think David Dean has said hasn't he recently that he's almost he's, like apologised hasn't yeah, he for saying actually we should have grand. yeah for the five sake grand. of five grand we should have but then I mean he, I mean, he did amazing obviously at um, at Arsenal but then he, he then yeah. he almost went on again didn't he the only thing that was missing for him was obviously international yeah. honours which he probably deserved because there's a few times where he's been England's best player at a tournament. Yeah, well, you know I'm like when I see an Arsenal youngster come through, especially a right back. I'll tell you they're going to be the best right back in the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely, all of them. It's a running joke. Every, every right back at Arsenal is going to be the best right back in the world. Hector Bellerin and the likes. Um, but Ashley Cole, Jack Wilshire, Cesc Fabregas. I know we've got it from Barcelona, but it was 15. Yeah. But seeing him come through, you just know straight away the special footballers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smith Rowe, but funny enough with Smith Rowe, he's a bit like Jack Wiltshire, always injured, and you just you just feel like his career is just going to be one of those careers where there's so much potential. Will he fulfil it because of yeah. injury? And it's a shame because there's some special players out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're you're one of these unique fans that you're across it all. Youth team, yeah. women's team. That you know, there's not a lot of people like that. So yeah. Um, you know, you, you kind of you tend to find that people like they they know the odd. You know, for me, I know that decent youngsters at Leicester, but I'm not all over it necessarily. But so who who should we be looking out for then from Arsenal's? Youth well, I'll be honest. The 15 year old uh, Rwanieri. So yes, that name came out the blue. Yeah, and I think for most Arsenal fans, that came out the blue. Um, Charlie Patino. 
Yeah. Looks like he's, he's going to be an absolute He's a Blackpool, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Blackpool at the minute. They love him. Yeah. Um, he's doing well there. He scored for England under 20s, I think, yesterday as well. So he's definitely the one to look out for. Um, there's a left back, actually, uh, Suso or Salsa. We actually got him from West Brom last year. Right. And he looks like he's going to be a really good fullback. Um, and we'll probably be looking at that going forward if, if and when Tini goes. Um, and there's, there's a few, a few there's, yeah, there's quite a few, but I think Charlie's probably the one that yeah. is definitely the one to come through, I think, and, and go on places. And there's a few other players out on loan. Uh, Balogun, which you, I think you'd have heard of. Yeah, yeah. He's doing well in France at the minute. I think he's up there in the top goal scorers. Is he? Yeah, yeah in, in France. I'm sure uh, the PSG front three will storm ahead at, at some point. More than likely, yeah. Really, but he's, he's in there, but he's, you know, he looks good. He just needs to mature. And yeah. I think a lot of times it's all about that next step, isn't it? Some of these players just smash it in the under 23s. And, yeah. And it's so easy. I, I, I don't know what the way forward is for you. For young football, as in the under twenty threes, doesn't feel competitive enough. No, is no. there a bigger future for them to help the League One teams, League Two teams, and you know not become feeder clubs because you don't want to ruin their heritage or history. Yeah, but if the Premier League wants to help lower league clubs, I think that's the way to go. I feel like we need to use it as a bit of a breeding ground. Uh, but that's yeah. just my preference without taking away their. Yeah, without taking away the fact that they, you know, you look at um, you look at a team like Crew, who are yeah. you know renowned for bringing players through and selling them on to, to Premier League clubs. Yeah. You know, they'll have they'll have players that will jump two divisions. You yeah. know, and it will keep Crew going for another two seasons. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. you don't want you don't want teams. I mean, the the League Two and League One clubs are already struggling. You know, financially, yeah. they're 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 um, panicking about what they're going to do about you know turning the floodlights on. This winter, which is which is mental, uh, so I, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, with with um, with Patino, um, I was <laughs> I was Arsenal on Football Manager 21, and he hadn't even made a first team appearance for me, and I'd got clubs after him. Yeah, and and I know people are not to compete the game, but Football Manager is pretty accurate, you know, with things like that. And yeah, I hadn't even played him, and and I had, yeah. I had clubs wanting him. I felt sorry for me. I think Arsenal played an FA Cup game against Forest. Um, yes. FA Cup third round. We went out, and Arsenal made what ten changes or something down yep. like that. They were, in, yep. they were in the League Cup semi final, and he did look at a fish out of water. To be honest with you, in that game. Yeah. But but we lost the game one nil, and I think most of the players looked. looked uh, at yeah, him. I mean, yeah, Arsenal. Were, I felt sorry for him because they weren't great that day. His statue's tiny. He's a tiny player. He needs to obviously grow up, get stronger. Um, but as a you know when we talk about favourite footballers it's, mm. it's players who can keep the ball at their feet move it gracefully pass it around you know make the game look easy yeah yeah and, of course you know you talk about Ozil yeah, yeah. Erdegaard yeah we can go on to Messi who's just like unbelievable but they make the game look easy yeah you know they they don't need you know they need small space to do it um, and they're just fantastic footballers the risk is they can get taken out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Can their body, you know, take the, these challenges that come in? And that was Wilshire, wasn't it? Yeah, basically, um, essentially. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, he he was. I mean, he looked. I mean, that game against Barcelona. He yeah, was... that always gets brought up, and you know, and I think I think was it Pep at Barcelona at the time? Yeah, and went. Oh yeah, we've got ten Jack Wilshere <laughs> now <laughs> in our academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you probably have. Yeah, but this is in England, and we don't at the time we we were only just starting to 
you know produce these young players well we were you know, Rooney came out the scene bang and it's just yeah I mean we were looking for the next I guess from from an England fan's point of view we were looking for that next Gerard Lampard's goals yeah. weren't we and, and he kind of he fit that mould in some way one of those three he was kind of a, he could be one of those yeah um but I think there's a risk with type. a lot of young players. They just get run to the ground quite early in their yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. Because the expectation is always hard. I worry about Saka. He's still only 20. And every game he gets kicked up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it could be a player. His career's over at 27, 28. You never know. It's just... And not only that, I mean, if you are, a, especially if you are kind of a, a generational talent, you know, like a, like say, like you were mentioning Bellingham earlier. Yeah. I mean, he's 19, he's already played 100 games for Dortmund, yeah. or over 100 games. I mean, he's, he's got to be on, what, 15 caps now for England already, yeah. something like that. Um, there is that risk, obviously, that by the time he gets to 23, 24, he's actually got too many miles in his legs. Yeah. Um, but we forget as well that with these generational-type players, they're playing for England from, like, under 14, 15, yeah, 16. You know, there was pictures of... There's pictures doing the rounds on social media of... Bellingham and uh, is it Musiala, the, yeah, yeah. the German one who was yeah, English. We let him go, didn't we? Yeah, uh, who's decided to play for Germany is at Munich, but he played for England at youth level. So yeah. they play all these games, and you look at someone like Rooney, who he looked finished at twenty nine thirty yeah, yeah. because he played so much men's football that you know, and then it's the not other, Sterling. Yeah. Sterling looks like a player who's. On a bit of a decline now. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. Pace and whatever. He's still a good player. Yeah, and yeah. And then you look and you go, was he 28? Yeah. And you feel like, has he got eight years left in him? Mm, don't know. Yeah. I mean, Fabian, Fabian Delph, I'm not comparing him to like, he's not done. No, that, no, of course. But he, he has been a player that was there at like young age. Yeah, he broke through at Villa. Retired, yeah, he's 32, he's done. I mean, a lot of that, I guess, I could, it comes down to, I mean, I, I, did, I said to someone a few years ago, I went, Footballers will start to retire earlier and earlier now because they can afford to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but there is also that thing of they play that much. Some of them, the top players, mm. that actually they're they're just done. Yeah, they're completely it happened with done. Aaron, didn't it? You know, he came oh in, god, yeah, seventeen-year-old, I mean. fantastic. Yeah, what a player! Run to the ground, injuries yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's an argument that English players don't look after themselves as much as they should do. You know. I like to have a pint here and there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like it's like with Rooney, isn't it? You know, people. There was a time where, for me, he was on a par with Messi and Ronaldo in terms yeah. of that, where they were. You know, I think, you know, Rooney between the ages of eighteen and twenty-three was yeah. a monster of a player. Yeah, in there with them. In there with them, yeah. and then they're both still playing, and Rooney's managing over in America. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah it's, but then, then again... It's about 46, 50, yeah. Yeah, he's the same age as me, and, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly fresh-faced, but I definitely look younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> and you do as well, and you're older than him. Yeah, so. we don't need, no need to go there. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm older than Mikel Arteta, that really depresses me, because it's... It's my, crazy, my isn't it? football manager's team, yeah. How <laughs> how's, how's the manager of my football club younger than me? It's just... And I, know get, I know we get older. Uh, and he hasn't he hasn't aged either. No. There was no. a there was a clip of him scoring against who did you play the other week? Um but whoever you played, was it Villa? Did you play Villa? No. no. I can't remember who you played, but a a clip of him scoring against that team for Arsenal. Yeah. I was like, he's not aged. 
Yeah. And the clip was about eight years old, nine, ten years old yeah, or something. Yeah, it was, yeah. He would have been about 34, I think. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just not yeah. not changed. So, yeah, yeah, we, we are we are getting older. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's a, a fact of life. Right, so, North London Derby this yeah. weekend. Now, I was going to talk a few weeks ago about who I thought was, if who I thought was better equipped to finish the highest in the Premier League. And at the time, I think you I think you both had a good weekend. Both teams had, had a good weekend pushing the top of the table. And at the time I was thinking, well it's t- it's Tottenham. I think Tottenham are the better equipped to, you know, let's just say hypothetically one of you two is a, is a title challenger to to Man City hypothetically because I think Man City will yeah. Walk, walk away with it. I, I to be honest, agree. I mean they've got yeah. the best striker in the world. So, yeah. um, I thought it would be Tottenham, and I base that on them having the better manager or the more experienced manager. You know, he's been that. You know, that's harsh on Arteta, but yeah, Conte Conte CV versus yeah. versus Arteta. But that's because Arteta is a young manager. But now I'm not so sure. Having watched a bit more of Arsenal and a bit more of Tottenham and I know they battered Leicester the other week but actually at 3-2 we were well in it and Spurs for me Spurs just look like Spurs they've got great players but they're not they can't necessarily be trusted to get the get a result when you think they should if that yeah. makes sense Spursy they do a Spursy yeah whereas I think with Arsenal there's a there's a difference this season they look at they look more dominant. They look more confident. They're a lot more assured at the back, and whether that's because Salibers come in, and, um, and I don't know. I, I actually now I'm I'm kind of, I'm not just saying it because you're it. I'd you know if I thought it was Tottenham still, I'd say. But yeah, I actually think that you know injuries aside, I think Arsenal Arsenal could be. I, I think Arsenal will finish above Spurs. Yeah, I, I, it it goes to me around. Um, it, it's like anything injuries. Yeah. Now last year Arsenal had a decent eleven. They did yeah. well and they were pushing for fourth, um, which I'd have snapped the hands off. Um, I predicted fifth or sixth all year. Um, unfortunately, it was right to the hands of Tottenham, but that went down again to the experience of the manager. Yeah. Um, let's be honest, Kane and Son just they could just win you a game out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And Arsenal didn't have that the backups. They lost a player. They lost Thomas Partey. They never had that. We've had a good summer again. I think. Um, yeah. I still I do think honestly that Tottenham will finish with Arsenal this year. You do. But every week it's one of those as another game goes on. That's why I think October is going to be huge for the Premier League. I think it's going to be huge for Arsenal. They've got Liverpool. They've got Tottenham. They've got Leeds away. You know, there's some big games going on. Yeah, uh, there's European football to deal with, you know. Tottenham in the Champions League. Does that mean they're gonna? Will that hamper them more than, you know? Because I expect Arsenal to make changes in the Europa League, where Tottenham in the Champions League, they probably will still have to pick their best players. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, depending on what their fixtures are like. Of course. Um, I think the weekend's gonna be a, a real tough game. Um, it does favour the home fixtures. On this one, the home team. Yeah. And my head and my heart are actually battling with each other on this on this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 But 
I feel we've asked what I mean. We're not going to win the league. And we're enjoying ourselves. We're top of the league. We've, we have lost a game at Old Trafford, which we played well in a lot of the game. But they picked us off. And, and I feel we it showed a highlight of Arteta's inexperience in that Absolutely, game. Absolutely, yeah. In that game. And yeah. He's learning. And hand on heart, I feel he will go to the top. Will he do it Arsenal? I don't know. But he's very, very clever. Yeah. But what he hasn't got, he hasn't got that experience. So his in-game management is still questionable. Yeah. And I think he overthinks, to be honest, because he's very intelligent. I feel like he, yeah, yeah. he'll build his team up. He, he'll be thinking about his lineup this week. He'll be thinking about his tactics. But if he gets a curveball that Thomas Partey isn't available or, you know, Tini picks up a knock and Zinchenko's still injured, can we cope with that? Two, play, two players out of that team. Yeah. But I feel like this year, this year we've we've actually replaced a couple of good players. I feel like Saliba, absolute diamond. We talk about generational. He could well be that player. Yeah. I've been so impressed with him. Um, he makes me feel calm as a fan watching him. Yeah. Um, and that goes, that, you know, anxiety around football fans goes quickly around a football stadium. And yeah, yeah, like very much. Saliba's come in and he's settled that back line Sinchenko has brought the experience Jesus has brought the experience so if we can keep those players in the team we will be in the top four or there or thereabouts yeah I think so but it will be there won't be more than six points between Arsenal and Tottenham again this year um, and I've seen it in the past where you can be six points off fourth and be eighth yeah you know and it's like the, yeah, the yeah. league can bunch up there's you know we talk about the big six or, or whatever but that's Four of those six could easily be within five points of each other. Yeah. And that could be the difference between third and sixth, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, United obviously had that bad start as well, um, which I think that's that's helped a little bit. Liverpool have been a little bit ropey, but Arsenal can take advantage of that. It's, 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 you've seen it in the past where there's been some of the, some of the teams you expect to be up there have had a bit of a dip and someone someone takes advantage of that it's all about being the momentum if you've got the momentum your confidence builds you feel that you can just beat anyone then it's just all about confidence and that's why I feel October is just well the next six weeks in the Premier League is huge for a lot of yeah, teams it, it whether will. you're at the top yeah. down the bottom I feel that you don't want to go into that World Cup adrift or whether you're adrift at the top or adrift at the bottom it's a massive six weeks I think it's going to shape the Premier League quite early a win will be nice yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I think to be honest, I think you'll get it on Monday night. Oh, uh, I don't know. I know, I know you watch Leicester more than what I have, and, but every time I've watched Leicester this year, you've had to go to Chelsea, you've had to go to Arsenal, you've had to go Tottenham. to Tottenham, you and know, Brighton who are flying, Brighton who are Arsenal's bogey team. Every yeah, time yeah. we play them, I'm like, we hardly ever beat them. Um, they they beat us quite often. I'm hoping that change with Graham Potter moving on, but I don't want him to take it to Chelsea and beat no him. no take it <laughs> over there. Um, no, of course not. But I, I've seen Leicester in the final third, especially looks so so dangerous. Madison is is class. I was going to yeah. say world class, and I, you know he does world class performances. Um, Vardy looks like he is on he's he's on that down. Really, how old is he now? Thirty-four or thirty-five. Yeah, so I think that's the sort of area. He's still going to score goals. In January, something. But I watched. I watched it even in the Tottenham game where okay, they just exploded for. Well, Song came on. Song came on. Fourteen minutes. Killed the game. Yeah, yeah. But I thought in that game you did well in parts. 
I felt Chelsea, you were very, very unlucky. Yeah. Um, the Arsenal game was a bit of a ding-dong. I think what didn't help was the Fafana transfer pending. He was all over the shop. I think Martinelli he had a poor. He had a, he had a really poor but game. It was... You were in the game for a lot of that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened. I listened to I didn't get to watch it, but... Yeah, but... We, yeah, I don't. I don't it's just a game on, on Monday for It's a huge. It's a huge Forest. game for both teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah because there's there's um, there's Forest there's Forest fans out there that are worried already. Uh, so and there's and there's uh, yeah, a, 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 a certain uh, Forest to stay up. I think. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. 22, 23 signings. Trying to Fulham did it. Came up, made a load of signings. He just, just there, can't. Yeah. I just can't see it working. Football's there to prove people wrong, but I just, I just can't, yeah, I can't see Forrest staying in the Premier League. I think no. it's tough for them to do it. And I feel Leicester will have a difficult season, but I think they are strong enough, good enough to, to get out of that. Um, you just know, you just look at the back end of last season, Leicester can, once they get on the run, they're a dangerous team for any opposition. Yeah, dangerous. yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's I've, I've gone on at length about what, what is wrong. At Leicester and why it's not working, and effectively, it's for me, it's the goalkeeper got the worst number one in the league, and yeah. Yeah, uh, the 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 defense just seems absolutely shot. So something's got to change there. But I, I do, I I have a degree of sympathy with Rogers in that he wanted to rebuild over the summer. He's got a squad full of, not full, but he's got a squad where three or four of his star players from previous seasons are now crocs because they've had ACLs or they've had you know then they're big injuries yeah, don't matter what age that. you come you, you know Harvey Barnes you know he might have only be I might only be 22 23 but he's now got a, a knackered ACL you know he's, he's not going to be the same he's not going to be the same player Pereira so unlucky you know genuinely looked world class two or three seasons ago um, I used to Try and wind Liverpool fans up and say he was better than Trent because he could because yeah. he could defend and attack. Yeah. Um. And he and he's now. I mean, he's. Ugh, I, I really feel sorry for him. He's so unlucky with injuries. And you are right. You know, I think I think this is why. This is why I think Rogers is is as we speak still in a job because, the four away games have been three have been against the big six. Yeah. Um. One's been against Brighton, who were flying, who have then, you know, it was enough to convince Chelsea to yeah, go and take their manager. Yeah. You know, I, I, I felt that against United, that game could have gone either way. Um, we took the lead against Brentford, just couldn't defend. So it's not like we, yes, we're conceding a lot of goals, but we're still scoring. Yeah. So I think that's the... Yeah. The, um, the goals are there. It's when the goals dry up, that's when you worry. That's when you worry. I yeah. mean, when you're conceding goals... You're at risk, aren't you? You're massively, yeah, risk. massively. But if you can score goals, you also can get yourself out of the hole. But Monday's a massive game. It's, it is huge. It's a East Midlands derby. Forest be well up for it. It's, it's a Monday night football. Any game under the lights. For some reason. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just to spread out the derby games, I think. You've got Yeah, because you've got a few, haven't you, this weekend? Yeah. Not three. European months. football. And of course. So Moving to the Monday, we had it last year when we were in Europe. We played Monday nights, Friday nights, and it's just the way they play all over the place, them. don't you? Yeah. Let's have a look at this weekend's fixtures and let's do some uh, let's do some predictions. Ooh. So, Arsenal Spurs first up, half twelve. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. You are Train going, yeah. strikes. So it's really frustrating because it's my yeah, favourite. Cheers, Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's, it's, yeah, it's my favourite game. I like to go to, have a drink, and uh, the atmosphere is then normally amazing. I'm sure it still will be. I've just got, I've just got a weird feelings. I'm driving, and I'm not getting the train. That something's going to go wrong. Out but, of routine, sort of thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. It's home. It's a home fixture. If it was away, I'd be saying we're losing two or three nil. We're at home. I think we'll win by a couple of goals. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go for a draw. To be honest, I'd take it just to yeah. not lose to them. But yeah, yeah, we're at home. Thing. We need to start October well. And I feel like if the atmosphere is good, we'll do all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Bournemouth, Brentford. Oh, tricky Ooh. one, this. Bournemouth have, like, after they got battered and sat Parker, they seem to have picked up a bit. Yeah, and they, like, seventh or something. Like, yeah, and... So is it Gary O'Neill's the caretaker manager? He was up for manager of the month, and yeah, yeah very, very strange. And, and Brentford, are, Brentford are a bit like Leicester from last season. They can't. Well, no, opposite actually. So we we could we we'll take a lead and then lose. Yeah, they have to be behind before they go out. We need we better turn yeah. up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this feels like a sit on the fence one for me. A draw. I'm I'm going to go for a Bournemouth win. Yeah, flying. Palace versus Chelsea. Oh, see, this is why this is why the Premier League is great because I you think look all at these that. This weekend, you look at that and you think, well, surely Chelsea, but yeah. Palace. I mean, under Vieira, they're a different beast. They're a different yeah. team. Uh, yeah, that's a hard one. He's the next Arsenal manager, isn't he? Yeah, Vieira. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> draw, score draw, score draw. Uh. I'm going to go for a Palace win. Fulham-Newcastle. <laughs> Again. And yeah, Mitrovic, absolutely, he scored a hat-trick over the weekend for Serbia. His, his goal, the night of goals he's scored in the last 12 months, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Newcastle are a And he's still only like 26 or something, um, Mitrovic. Is he? 26, 26, he's not very old. No. Oh, this, this what a weekend we've got. I... I Gonna say draw again. See, it's a strange one with Newcastle because they're not away. They're not very good, are they? No, uh, and they've got that. I don't know whether it's still the case, but I know a few years ago they had a horrendous record against London teams. Yeah, absolutely. They do. Uh, so I don't know whether that's still the case. I imagine so because yeah. it's not like they've been a top six team any any time recently. Fulham are playing really well. They've surprised a lot of people. Uh, they're going about their business. Newcastle aren't losing games, but they're not winning games. So it's one of them thing where one of them things with Newcastle where you can manipulate the stats to go. They're unbeaten in eight, yeah, or they're unbeaten in seven. Yeah. But you know, six of them are draws. They're not setting the like that. They? No, they're not exactly going out and beating teams two or three now. Solid. Uh, I saw today that they're supposedly going to go back in for Madison in January. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge him at this stage. He's too good. Uh, I'm going to go for a Fulham win. You're going for a draw. Yeah, I'm sitting on the fence. I can't see Newcastle winning, but yeah, I'm going to go for a draw. Okay, Liverpool, Brighton. So Brighton have got a new manager whose name I forget. Yeah. Something Zebra. Yeah. He's meant to be good, but I, I don't <laughs> Yeah, know. he was Shakhtar manager, yeah, and then obviously he, he left because of what was going on over there. But I think Liverpool... You can't say it. Yeah, yeah. It's got to, you think a Liverpool yeah, win. A couple of goals. A couple of goals win. Yeah. 
Southampton Everton. <laughs> I mean, this this feels like a this is like a early nineties Premier League proper Premier League fixture. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, there's there's three or four teams. I used to, well, I say three or four. One of them used to be Burnley, where draw every week on the coupon. Southampton's <laughs> one. Yep. Brighton's yep. another one. Um, Everton never draw. Palace never draw. I'm going to go with a draw again. I'm saying too draw. many draws here. Yeah. That was Sonny did the same when he was like draw, draw, but draw. But I think it just just shows how competitive the Premier League is. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You just yeah. You don't know. Southampton, Everton. I mean, Everton's. I don't know. It's where they get the goals from, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm going to go for a Southampton win. Southampton have got. Good players. Some young, good young players coming through. I think they're, they've raided Man City, haven't they? Yeah, I think they're going to nick the uh, average youngest team age going through this season now. Yeah, yeah, they've uh, they've got some good players, and I, I don't know what role it is whether he was like chief scout or something like that. But I know Leicester have nicked him from oh, Southampton. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what exactly what his role is. It was weird though because he joined after the window closed. I was like could have probably done one oh, okay. before yeah maybe that was a gentleman's oh, be, agreement be a deal yeah. yeah be some sort of deal in place and a set piece coach I bet he's got his work cut out <laughs> um, <laughs> West Ham Wolves again oh, I, well I don't know actually about I'm going to go with West Ham yeah there's something about Wolves this year that they just don't look quite right um, I, Bruno Large spends a lot of time moaning about stuff yeah and I don't think they're going to be as de- they'll be good and they'll, they'll be in and around that 10th place I think they won't you know but West Ham they haven't started very well but I think West Ham will reduce yeah I, th- I think West Ham will win I don't think everything's I think there's trouble in paradise at, at Wolves definitely yeah, I don't. I, he feels like that manager feels like or Wolves feel like they're going to be one of a number of teams that part ways with their manager this season yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go for a West Ham win uh, we've got the Manchester Derby on Sunday. Where is it City at? versus United. This is a weird one because when I look at these fixture, United seem to raise their game. They do at, at the Etihad, yeah. And I think of like Rashford. I know Pogba's gone, but I just, I just well, feel Sancho like, did it last season, yeah, didn't he? I think and... of these three-one wins, these three-two wins. But then you go Haaland. Is this a year where just Man City just steamroll the league? Yeah, but. It's another juicy game. It's another juicy game. United are in a much better position. They look more compact. They look more solid. Um, I like in the look of them. I don't want to like the look of them, but I think that as a United fan now, you'd be more optimistic. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to go United win. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just the certain fixtures that bring out certain types of performances. And I'm going to go with yeah, United win. It feels, it, it feels to me that over Reese, although people like United are going through their supposed worst spell as a club for whatever, however many years, you're right. They do seem to pick up their game at the Etihad. They seem to win, but then at the same like City will then go and beat them at Old Trafford. Yeah. Uh, and I always feel that like United, United beat Liverpool at Old Trafford as yeah. well. You know, what I mean, no matter how yeah. good it's, it's one of them weird fixtures. I mean. You, oh, I had a feeling for you know United would be at Arsenal when when we played when we played them. The yeah, and it's just they'll raise the game. I think United probably have one of those seasons where they'll raise their game a lot, and there'll be some of the other fixtures they'll be more nervous about. 
yeah. um, the so-called smaller fixtures. Yeah. And they might be a bit nervous about that while Ten Hag's learning the league and, and that sort of stuff, getting his team how he wants to play. Um, but they don't need no motivation on Sunday. You could argue no, North Shore City, but there's always pressure on the home team sometimes in the derby. Yeah. You have yeah. to get a good start. If you don't... Yeah. That's what I'm dreading about, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If I also get a good start on, on Saturday morning, I'm confident. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if, we if it's Harry Kane after five minutes. Yeah, which probably will be. It's we got Anthony Taylor again. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's slowly taking the Mike Dean uh, crown. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I don't know what... I, I'm going to go City purely because of Haaland. Yeah, purely because of that but I don't know This it almost feels like as well this has got Ronaldo last minute or yeah, <laughs> not yeah. scored all season yeah. or whatever it is or he has sc- he's scored in the Europa hasn't he it'd be interesting how all the players come back from international duty and how they yeah. kick start again yeah. it could be a weird weekend this one it could, could be a could be. yeah it could be um, Leeds Villa I'm going to go Leeds yeah I'll go with a Leeds home win I think Villa I'm not doing that well under Gerard. No, no. I think again, he's one of those. He's one of those uh, managers, or Villa are one of those clubs that could end the season with a different manager to yeah. what they started with. I, think um, so. yeah. I mean, I, I, I said a few weeks ago, I expected this. This was obviously before the the fixtures got cancelled. Leicester were due to play Villa. And I expected it to be the loser loses their job. El Sakiko, whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah, El Sakiko, yeah. So, um, and I could see someone like Rogers at, at Villa, and he'd do really well for a couple of seasons, you know. Yeah, um, and yeah. then uh, it'd all probably all go tits up. But um, I'm going to go Leeds on this one. Yeah, Villa are are struggling a little bit, definitely. I mean, I watched that Southampton game the other. Yeah. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, it means Villa, means Villa will win, and uh, yeah, and then Monday it's Leicester Forest. Oh, let's get my words out. <coughs> Leicester yeah. versus Forest. Yeah, I, I'll go first on that one. I, I feel like it's a game that Leicester probably need. It could kickstart their season, but it's also don't lose that game. It's, it is one of those scaremongery games where, but I feel like yeah. I think Forest are still trying to find their feet. They'll get some good results at the city ground, but I feel away from home, though, they might be cannon fodder for a lot of teams, I think. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it. I mean, when we played them in the FA Cup, we played in the round after after they knocked yeah. Arsenal out, yeah. And I just had no comp because it was that thing of they're a Championship team playing a Premier League team with the FA Cup holders at the time. Yeah. It is, as much as Forest fans. Don't say it's a rivalry. It is a rivalry because, you know, they, they, they don't shut up about us on social media. So they, yeah. they think their rivalry was with Derby. Yeah. Well, there's two divisions between you now. Yeah. So your rivalry actually is with Leicester yeah. this Naturally, season. their biggest rivalry is Derby. But of course it is, yeah. We talk about Derbys, but I feel that it depends where the teams are playing, what leagues they're in, yeah, where yeah. you are in the league, and, and all that sort of adds to it. Adds to it. Yeah, that sort yeah. Of spice and that meaningful... Cause you know, if, if Cobb were in the Premier League, Leicester and Cobb would be the big rivalry there. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you're right. I've, I've, see, Leicester is is a weird one with Leicester in terms of rivalries because it depends in which. Because predominantly, Leicester fans live in Leicestershire. Yeah. You know, we're not like a. 
Arsenal or United where we've got fans all over the world you know and we've got a few in Thailand now and whatnot <laughs> yeah. and uh, we seem to have a, quite a few fans in Zambia because of uh, Pats and Dakar so um, but if you live kind of more towards the Nottingham Derby end of Leicestershire that that's you would you know that's the rivalry yeah. for someone like me because we're more the Cov end yeah. we're so close to Coventry you know Nuneaton yeah. and what not yeah, sure. it's Cov yeah. so I, I know Leicester I know Leicester fans that are like w- w- why do you get so worked up about Cov because yeah. like, they're rivals and yeah. uh, you know, it's mean, like what are you on about miles between each yeah yeah there's, oh, there's absolutely you know and, and where we are. because of like where we live yeah. you've, you've literally got you've got Leicester then you've got Hinkley Nuneaton Coventry haven't you yeah. so and you know, I, I know I know a lot of Cov fans because of where I live. Um, but Forest is a, it is a rivalry. They're going to be bang up for it. Be, like they've not played as in the Premier League for over twenty years. They're going to think that they can probably come and turn us over. We're bottom of the league, not one one point. Rogers is under massive pressure. If we lose this, he's got to go because I. If he doesn't, I honestly think that stadium might get ripped apart. I genuinely think he's. Yeah, I, think I think it think could turn. Be... It could turn really nasty on Monday if yeah. we, especially. I mean, if if they batter us, if we end up losing three or four nil, I, yeah. I, I, he can't survive that. Yeah. He cannot survive. I can't that. see if, if I, I will watch the game because I, I feel like it will be a quite a tense game. I, I yeah, like it'll be quite an exciting game. That's if um, obviously Arsenal win at the weekend. I'll be sulking for a week, <laughs> but um, won't watch any football. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's some cracking games this weekend, and I, I feel just going through those fixtures then. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard to pick it was. results, and there's going to be some strange results. I feel. Yeah, we'll definitely. See, see. I, I'm, I'm going to go for a Leicester win because yeah. I've got to back my team in this in in this at this point in time. I've got to. Yeah, I think I think Leicester will win, not comfortably, but they'll win. <sighs> I hope so. I really hope so. It could be history could repeat itself. Oh, going to be Rogers. there, isn't he? Running to the forest fans. He's, he's going to be doing something. He's, he's going to wind him up. So it's rotten. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, I, I can't imagine the. Uh, I can't imagine the forest fans will be chanting pro Rooney stuff no. at Vardy, given his links to Derby. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. Right, I think that's it. Cool. Thank you very much for that. I really enjoyed yeah. that. It was good. It's good fun. Yeah. One hour. Thanks 20. for setting me up there. No, I did set you up massively, <laughs> but I gave you, I gave you plenty of opportunities. So, yeah. yeah, I did set you up massively. I could have, I could have gone where I could have said like Adebayo. I didn't know. want to swear. Oh, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then you used the worst word. I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I could potentially beep it out. It's all right. We'll sort you can it. Beep it out if you want. Replace it with Nazari. Fine. Yeah, I'll just do a, a, a quick voiceover of Nazri on that one. Um, social media, you're on Twitter. It's a, it's it's supposed to be an Arsenal account, but it is an Arsenal account. Yeah, it is. It is. What's your what's your uh, what's your Twitter then? Good question. North Bank at North Bank B nine. Yeah, you're fine. Just put Westy into Twitter. It's the first thing that comes up. I sit there and I moan about Arsenal a lot and uh, try and wind up a few of my fans. See if I can catch a fish or two, and then uh, <laughs> talk about cricket quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just have a little rant every now and again. Yeah, worth a follow. Go and have a go and have a look. Um, I'm on Twitter at Added Football. 
on Instagram at Added Time Pod. Uh, and if you go onto the bio, there's a link tree there that will take you to where all the podcasts are. So they're on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't forget to follow Games and Graps. It's on the Games and Graps feed as well. So there's a new podcast from the Games and Graps studio. Sonny and Rich are going to be doing a FIFA podcast uh, all about FIFA because FIFA 23 has just come out and Ultimate Team It's called Quick Sell A Foot Podcast. So they're on Twitter at QuickSellFootPod, which doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but at least it's unique. It's unique, at least. So that'll be good. Uh, Sonny is well into FIFA this year. He's absolutely loving it. For those of you that that are into FIFA or an ultimate team, he packed Haaland the other day. Um, So it's not a bad start. He sold him, though. He needs to get Kenny coins on that. One yeah, he needs to get he needs to get coins, Ken. Coins, yeah. Ken will be on uh, all over that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that's it from me. Cheers, Westy. Yeah, thank you, mate. No problem. Anytime, and I will see you all next time.